You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,147, interview number 1,459. Mike Kleiss is a seasoned business leader and advisor with more than 30 years of broad business experience. He is noted for his strategic approach and ability to connect the dots between business plans and results. I've invited him on the show today to talk about both his Renaissance Executive Forms business, which is in Iowa, as well as the upcoming Iowa CEO Summit that will be held on Thursday, November 1st of this year. Uh, Mr. Kleiss, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Great to be here, Richard. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's start. Well, you're welcome. Let's start real simple. Let's talk about a topic that I know you know well. Can you share kind of an interesting story or at least the professional path that has brought you to where you are today in your career? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really kind of a generalist, and I uh, act as a bit of a simplifier and a connector. And uh, I had the opportunity to work in just a variety of functions uh, kind of throughout my career. I just started as a production supervisor on a factory floor um, right out of college and then worked in distribution operations and got to work closely with sales teams. And it led me into a bunch of marketing and sales roles, including product development and then leading a distribution network and those kinds of things. Um, But all along, it seemed like I'd be working on a challenge uh, with a team or whatever. And it would occur to me that it seems like I've seen something about, like, this is a familiar challenge or something similar about what I've seen before. And so all along, I've always kind of found these ways to connect something that's common maybe in another field or in another area and try to apply it to a new area. And it's kind of been one of those fun things that I've just got to do throughout my career. Like one example might be that we applied the DuPont theory of return on assets Uh, and return on sales, and we applied that to sales management. It was a bizarre thing, but uh, needless to say, the controller of the company really loved the idea because he thought it was cool. But it was things like that where it was a common practice in one field, and we just kind of applied it in a new field and adapted it. And it's kind of been one of those things throughout my career that's just kind of been a theme that's gone through that I've really enjoyed doing. So I mentioned in the open, Mike, that you're the owner of Renaissance Executive Forums, Iowa. How long have you had an association with Renaissance? Uh, Right about uh, eight and a half years right now with Renaissance. And so what compelled you to go and and do this as your your latest entrepreneurial venture? Well, you know, I had a long uh, corporate career and uh, spent a lot of time doing some different types of work, but I really fell in love with the types of businesses and the size of businesses uh, that were these mid-market businesses. And so when I had the opportunity, I, I went out on my own and started doing some coaching and consulting and had the opportunity to actually speak to a couple of Renaissance Executive Forums groups and fell in love with the model and how it worked and that it wasn't a one of these one and done sorts of things. You actually got to immerse yourself in a community of, of CEOs and work with them on a, on a regular basis. And so I started doing that about eight and a half years ago and have loved it ever since. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your broader business practice and, you know, 
we all have areas which we consider niches here on Ready, uh, Critical Mass Radio Show. We love uh, entrepreneurs that know a niche and have at least one niche that is their business. Can, can you, not to set you up, Mike, but can you describe the type, what's the most successful area where you attract clients and you feel like you deliver the most amount of value? Okay, sure. Well, really, we're focused on helping CEOs and, and business owners kind of get more out of what they want from their business, but also from their life. And so it kind of crosses over. It's the, We're really working with the whole business owner, the whole CEO, and their whole life a little bit. So demographically, it looks like, you know, they're business owners and CEOs of organizations with anywhere from about 25 people up to about 250 or 300 people. However, we're really especially in tune with two types of clients, and that is business owners who've kind of outgrown their support network. So we're in Iowa, so think of rural, small towns where all of a sudden I've got a business with a couple hundred people, and I'm a prominent piece of the town and a part of the town, and I've kind of outgrown my support network there. And so a peer group and the work we do allows a perfect opportunity for somebody like that to get networked into a new group and build a new community where they've got a strong support network. Interesting. Where in Iowa are you? So I'm located just uh, outside of Des Moines. Okay. Central part of the state. Yep. So it's a major metropolitan area. So you also attract clients, I would think, from that demographic as well, from from that geography as well? Okay. So it's a combination. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so really that is that is the second type of client is that CEO of more of a mid-market firm, and they're maybe in more of a, a densely populated area, and they there may be support all around them, but these are also folks who sense there's some kind of a need for a change in their organization, and uh, so we often get a chance to work with them as well, and that makes up a, a bulk of our practice as well. Okay, so that's who you serve. Now, let's talk about what makes you unique from other, I assume there may be other firms in your industry that are offering competitive services to you, but what makes you unique in the minds of your clients and your prospects, Mike? Really, uh, Richard, it comes down to that, that idea of it's not just this idea of we're providing some training, or it's not just this idea of we'll provide some coaching. What we're really trying to do is create kind of a longer-term relationship for these folks where we get them integrated into a core group of uh, peers that they can work with and work alongside and grow with. And so it's not for everybody, and everyone's not for us. You know, know know-it-alls don't work real well in our environment. Uh, Hubris doesn't play very well either. Uh, So there's a certain authenticity and vulnerability that we cultivate and we thrive on as we build these, this community of practice and get a group of CEOs working together. So, so having done this now for eight plus years, do, do you know when you meet an executive if they're peer group candidate material or if they're not? Or how do you, as the chair and the leader of your community, make sure that you're bringing in the people that kind of fit your culture? Yeah, that's, that's really kind of one of the challenges. Um, it starts out where everybody looks like there's potential that they could fit inside of one of these peer groups and work well in a peer group. But really, we, we have a couple of fundamental things that we're, we're looking for. And one is just uh, something I learned from you and one of your uh, guests that you've had on, 
is this idea of what's their relationship with feedback. And when Alex shared that idea and that concept, that became almost a qualifier for how does somebody get a seat in one of our peer groups. And so if you think about it this way, uh, we have all sorts of people that believe they have the right answer. Uh, and some people know they have the right answer. And those people that know they have the right answer a lot of the time may not be a match for our group. We're looking for people who believe they have the right answer but are really investigative and curious about are there other answers? Are there better ways for us to do that? And so when they get feedback contrary to what their initial thoughts or reactions are, it's how they react to that and are they open to those things. And that's a big qualifier for us. Well, that might take me a couple times of visiting with somebody and walking through some of the challenges that they have in their business before we can uncover whether they're going to be a match based on their relationship to feedback. Interesting, and uh, I'm glad that you're a listener to the program, and I appreciate you. you and I appreciate you uh, giving an example of uh, one of our recent guests, Alex Verbeeth. I wonder if we could talk a little bit now, maybe change the direction a bit to your annual CEO summit. I know you're holding it. I said it at the open. You're going to have it if it, if you're listening to this live. You have time to register. If you're listening to it as a podcast or watching us on YouTube as a video, as long as it's not November first. Uh, 2018, you can still contact Mike, but I get ahead of myself. First of all, brainchild inspiration for the CEO Summit, and then we'll talk about what it is and who should attend. But what was the brainchild? How did this thing get started? Give us a little history lesson. Yeah, well, about uh, two and a half years ago, um, I was working with uh, two of my CEO groups, and um, they were talking about they would like to meet with the other group and, and get to know the folks in the other in the other group. And so as we were talking back and forth, I said, okay, let me put something together. And as I started looking at it, I realized, you know, there really is nothing like this where a broader group of CEOs in the state of Iowa get together with specific topics for CEOs, and it's only for CEOs. And so as I started looking at that saying, well, gosh, you know, here's 20 people here. If they each invited a guest, we'd have 40 people in the room. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> And so we started doing it, and as I got going, I said, well, what the heck? I think I want to try and do this every year. The groups agreed they'd like to try and do this every year. So I said, well, I'm going to put a name on it. So we called it the Iowa CEO Summit, and it's the state's uh, only event in the state that's focused solely on the top executive, whether that's the CEO, president, or owner. It's invitation only, and it's limited to 70 CEOs this year, of small and mid-sized firms in in Iowa. So when you say only 70, do do you see a greater need than the 70? And if so, why are you limiting it to 70? Yeah, we'll we'll kind of uh, step into this as we we go. Uh, The first year we did it, we we wanted to get 50 people in the room, and we had 50 people in the room, um, and we felt like it was a manageable number. Well, over the last year, Uh, A couple of years, then we figured out a way that we can maybe make the group a little bigger and still have the community and the interaction that we want to get. And so we've we've bumped it up to 70 this year, CEOs. And so right now we're just limited by uh, the type of interaction we'd like to have. And so we would see this eventually getting to maybe 100. Uh, But right now there's a limitation just to facilitate the kind of interactions we'd like to have and uh, 
the networking, if you will. It's a different type of networking, but getting people work elbow to elbow on some things together is, is our real goal so they really get to know each other and figure out who knows how to do certain things or who's had experiences that I haven't had that I can tap into at some point in time. We're talking with Mike Kleiss. He is the president of Renaissance Executive Forums Iowa. He's a guest here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, and we're talking about his annual Iowa CEO Summit. Um, I know that in the past you've had some interesting venues where you've held this event. Um, where are you planning to have it this year? Yeah, so this year... Um we are we are going to the head, the former headquarters of Maytag Corporation. So if you can think of your Maytag washer and dryer or your Maytag dishwasher or whatever appliance you can think of from Maytag, it's their corporate former corporate offices and we're in the original buildings one and two of of their corporate former corporate campus. And that's in Newton, Iowa. And so it's an interesting story, um, a family story and a family business that grew into a Fortune 500 company, um, but also then ran into some tough times. And so we're going to explore a little bit about the future, but that's the, the setting for our Iowa CEO Summit this year. And what's the theme? The theme is uh, looking at the unintended consequences of our business decisions, but strategic business decisions in general and just strategic uh, decision making. We're going to look at that. And of course, who would I turn to if I had to that for a topic, but you, Richard, to be our guest and keynote speaker and lead us in a mini workshop of the group. So we're really looking forward to having you uh, there to kind of get us started off on that topic and to uh, dig into it deep elbow to elbow with other CEOs. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I'm excited about the opportunity to share the Killing Cats Leads the Rats concepts with uh, the members of your community and the, at the Iowa Summit as well, which is going to be awesome. Um, if somebody's listening to this show and they have an interest in attending and they haven't talked to you yet, are you still open to having conversations with CEOs in Iowa who may want to attend, if not this one, a future event? Yeah, so right now we are just sending our invitations out, and so we've just got probably our first handful of registrants as uh, today we just opened up uh, registration. So folks are just starting to register. Uh, invitations are just going out. If somebody's interested and would like to attend, they can go to iowaceosummit.com, and there's a place there where they can request an invitation, and I'll give them a call or I'll touch base with them, and we'll make sure it's a match for them and the date works and all those sorts of things, and we'll get them enrolled. So I know that you have other partners who are um, supporting your efforts in putting this on. This, this isn't solely you. I mean, I know you're the creative force behind it, but I also recognize that you have other service providers and firms in the greater Iowa area that are helping you. That's correct. Yeah, we have, we have eight sponsors that have uh, signed on to partner with us and, and create this uh, event. And um, we're excited to have those those folks. And um, they do a great job of also inviting a couple of their guests. And so that helps us fill the room and make sure we have the right folks there to work on that. And um, it's, it takes a community event, right? Putting on a, an event like this for 70, north of 70 people, there's a lot of details and expense that comes along with getting that all right and giving them a an event worth the time of a CEO from Iowa to attend? Because it sounds like some are coming yeah. from remote areas. They're not all right there, right around the place we're holding it this year. 
Yeah, they'll be coming from all across the state, so we'll have folks driving from as much as uh, four hours away to attend um, for the all-day session, and and uh, so we've got to make sure it's worthwhile for them. But yeah, there are some expenses and there's some time commitment for folks. So so where do you see this going now that you now that you're getting your game on here and you're growing this? <laughs> I mean, w- w- what what do you think you can do, and what do you where where do you want it to go, Mike? Well, so. I think probably the the biggest rule of thumb here for us is we need that authentic interaction. And so what makes this different than a lot of events uh, that that people might attend, whether they're association events or things like that, is our sponsors are actually sitting side by side with with people at the tables. They're not um, handing out a bunch of tchotchkes at a, you know, with a whole bunch of displays around they're participating alongside the ceos they're getting to know more about the ceos and their business the ceos are getting to more know more about our sponsors as well and so there's more of an authentic interaction for the sponsors and the ceos but secondly it's the ceo to ceo so imagine a room with 70 people in there and we've got 14 15 tables with with five six people at a table they're going to get a chance to work on some real topics and apply those to their business. And what they find interest in and what they really get excited about is learning how Joe might implement something in his business where Sarah was maybe thinking about implementing in a different way in her business. And that idea of how do other people see things and where are they finding the the gold in these little nuggets of, of information that you would be providing and others would be providing is kind of the fun of creating that community. And so this is the best way I know to create a bigger sense of community in the state among some of the CEOs of these mid-market businesses. So um, we're talking with Mike Kleiss, we're talking about his CEO summit, uh, annual CEO summit. But you, when you talk about that, you're really bringing some of the power of a renaissance executive forum meeting where you have people working on common challenges and problems kind of in a mastermind group so yeah i've got a few minutes left with you here i i did want to ask you mike what can you share with our audience about how your members of your community the renaissance executive forums iowa community get value and benefit from being a part of those forums that you lead yeah i I guess the best way i can think of this in in that it's really a peer learning environment and some of the most vulnerable times are when we need our communities to help us the most. And quite frankly, it's where these peer groups shine the most. I have one quick story. I have a CEO. Uh, he is well, He was well down his path towards retirement. He had picked a successor. And over the course of several months, he had lay, he'd begun to lay out his timeline for his retirement. And he was laying it out over a, a nice 24 to 36-month period of time. He'd been mapping this out and thinking through it. But over time, the group started to sense there were some red flags coming up in his mind. He didn't articulate those, but we could sense just some hesitation. He, he, wasn't, he didn't have as much peace of mind. And somebody literally asked him, how peaceful are you sleeping at night with your plans? And he hemmed and hawed for a little bit, and then he just looked at the group and just was as somber as can be and said, not real peaceful. And so... He asked, you know, a few questions. We asked more questions. And one thing led to another. And over the next series of meetings, he came back and started unraveling his plan and developed a new plan. 
but he needed affirmation and confirmation along the way, and he needed some challenge along the way. And I'll tell you, right now he sleeps quite well. He's got his COO in place who will be named CEO at the end of the year, and they work together. They are in a great position, and the company's in a great position. But that was the power of the peer group that helped him get that peace of mind and confidence in a new plan that was going to make sense for he and the business going forward. Yeah, that's thank you for sharing that. That's a powerful example of how sometimes it takes a group of people who've been working together over an extended period of time to really even pick up on that. You wouldn't get that in a one-day seminar or a two-week, two-day weekend retreat kind of a thing. It sometimes it, it takes that. Thank you for that. Unfortunately, my engineer is telling me that we are going to be done with this episode, but I can't let you leave without asking if somebody would like to learn about your Renaissance Executive Forums business, Mike, where would you say they go online to find more about that? Yeah, so they can go to uh, executiveforums.com, but they can also go to the iowaceosummit.com site, and there's plenty of information there. If somebody would like to reach out to me, they can find me on LinkedIn. If they just want to see some of the goofy things I have to say every once in a while, they can follow me on Twitter as well, and that's at Mike Kleist on Twitter, M-I-K-E-K-L-E-I-S. Well, thank you for giving of your time today here on the radio show and sharing a little bit more about your business, your philosophy, and your upcoming event. I look forward to seeing you in November, and I appreciate your time and being a peer of yours in Renaissance Executive Forums. Thank you, Richard, and we're looking forward to having you out in Iowa in November. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye now. All right. I'd like to thank our producer for today's show, Paul Roberts, and our uh, our other producers, without whom we couldn't do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And if you, uh, if you want to, we'll have a conversation. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.